Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. And welcome back to the Eight Balls Game Time CP Staff Pickums Podcast. Uh, the Eight Ball, Sean. I, I wish we could have the Eight Ball on. Uh, you know, I, I am your host, Pete Bogaga, and as always, I'm joined by Sean Patrick Bowley. But I, I, I can't not talk about the Eight Ball. Uh, the Eight Ball went seven and three last week and outright won the week for the first time in a year. It did it week 10 last year. I mean, just incredible. We, I think we were all rooting for it. Eight ball lying in wait, gathering information for the first nine weeks and tanking just to draw us off the set and then coming back with a massive vengeance. If the eight, if, if the eight ball could talk, what would the eight ball sound like? Would it be, hello, Pete, I'm the eight ball, or what would the eight ball sound like? I don't know. I, I it's Have you not... ever spoken to the? It's all done on uh, like uh, it's all done on text message. Pete, Pete, and the eight ball. So like you know, Pete has never heard the eight ball before. I don't know. No, but we have a we have a good connection. Apparently not good enough though, because I didn't follow any of its picks. Pete uh, needs an intermediary in like a, in a parking garage to get the eight balls picks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the eight ball went seven to three this week. Like I said, it it led. Everyone else finished at five and five or worse. I mean, not a good week across yeah, the was board terrible. for yeah, any was, of the humans. I, yeah, was, I mean, but, I was I was rolling, and then all of a sudden fell back. Thank God, everyone else fell back there. Well, that's as what I was going to say. Last week, as soon as I made the picks last week, I was like, no, I had a bad feeling about them. Well, like you said, you went nineteen and one the last two weeks. Then you went four and six, but everyone else did terrible. So you're still in first place, but you are now joined by you all. Well, you're still joined by Mike Fornabio. And Chris McNamee has now tied you because he he yeah. beat both of you by uh, one. So one the game. three of you, the three of you lead atop the board. Uh, Stewart's right. in fourth. I'm in. Me and Morelli are in fifth. Barker's in seventh. Brecklin's in eighth. Erickson, who was uh, the guest on the show last week, is in ninth. And the eight ball, even after its great week, is in last. Um, we got another big board this week. Uh, just quickly. Some little show things. Uh, we'll have obviously week ten, week eleven. We're still going to pick ten games, but it's a really thin schedule. I'm pretty sure there's only twenty games on the schedule next week, uh, so it's going to be a little interesting. Then we're going to blow up the board. It's going to be twenty games on Thanksgiving, and then we're going to pick every quarterfinal game, every semifinal game, and every championship game. Uh, the winner of the regular season gets a nice round of applause. Uh, but the overall winner, including the postseason, is who gets the trophy at the end of the year. That said, if you win the regular season, 
and there's a tie in the playoffs. The winner of the regular season gets the tiebreaker. Uh, we had to do that, I believe, in 2019. Uh, and Mike Fornavio won the championship. Sean, you ready to dive right in? Absolutely. All right, we're going to start off in the CCC. We got the young, the youngins, the Weathersfield Eagles. They are seven and one, and they are going to Middletown to play the six and two Blue Dragons. Weathersfield, Sean, you saw them. They're seven and one. There's a lot of sophomores and juniors on this team um, playing really well. And here's a Middletown team that we didn't really know what was going to happen this year with them. Uh, had an early loss to New Britain where we were kind of scratching our heads and being like, hey, maybe New Britain's legit. New Britain's 4-4. Four and four, They're not having a bad season. But here's Middletown at 6-2, and two, still in the playoff hunt. Um, so this this game obviously means a lot for both for playoff seeding. Sean, I'm going to let you go first on this one. Uh, who do you got, Weathersfield or Middletown? Wow, this is a really tough game, and we are talking about how much it means to Middletown if it wants to crash the Class L playoffs, which are pretty much set. But if Middletown wins this one, you know, we talked about it on the podcast a bit, but if they win this one and they can somehow beat, who's, who's that at the end? Bloomfield they play? Yeah. No. Is it Bloomfield? Yeah, right? Uh, no, it's Bloomfield. Yeah. So uh, at the end, then uh, they could crash the party in L. You know, they can knock a Darian or maybe even a Cheshire Shelton out. So uh, that'll be very interesting. Listen, I saw them against Windsor. They played really well. Windsor is in the running, or should be in the running, class double M, and uh, it was it was a good heavyweight fight. You know, uh, uh, Coach Rosick has got the got the kids playing well. I mean, it's really funny. We were looking at our, our boss Sean Barker was looking at the All State teams from like what 1990. Yeah. And I, I guess Colin Skeen, the quarterback now, his was that his old man? I don't know, but it's interesting. And, and uh, the coach of the team was obviously uh, Rosick, Rosick's old man. So, like, they got a little duo going there. And, uh, you know, Colin Skeen is thrown for 1199 yards. He's only junior, 14 touchdowns, gets seven interceptions. He played well in the game against Winter. Um, you know, and then you have uh, Askew, who's run for 1,000 yards. They've, they've done a really nice job, 13 touchdowns. Kind of under the radar a little bit. It's far cry from last year, which they they just they just couldn't make put it together, yeah. at least early. So, anyway, that said, uh, Weathersfield's been playing very well. Um, you know, I, again, I saw them. I saw Ridgie, uh, saw the sophomore quarterback, uh, play against Barlow. They were right in that game. You know, and he's more of a running style quarterback. And then, uh, uh, then obviously, uh, their, their, uh, their receiver slash runner was at Jovan Hill. Uh, he's excellent as well. So you have a lot of weapons on these, these sides. Uh, you know, I'm going to go with Middletown. I think that's going to happen. I think it's going to, after looking at this, I think Middletown's ready to rock here. Uh, will they make the playoffs next week? Will they beat Bloomfield? We'll have to pick that game or the week week after. But uh, but I'm going to go with Middletown, Pete. I'm going to cast my line here with the Dragons. You know, I think I think Middletown's got to do for a loss. All right, not to uh, correct you, but it's Berlin, not Bloomfield, that Middletown ends with. They got Weatherfield, oh, right, right. then I knew it was Berlin. Undefeated, or not undefeated. Yeah. Well, Berlin's so, undefeated, yeah. Well, Berlin's but, undefeated. Bloomfield is not. But. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I get it. No, that's fine. Um, it gets very confusing this part of the year, but I am going to go the other way. I'm going with Weathersfield. I'm a big fan of Matt McKinnon and what he does up there. Um, you know, this team 
played a lot last year. They're getting more experience this year. They're off to a 7-1 start. Their only loss is to Joel Barlow. They beat Windsor um, in the first week, and, you know, that was kind of like kind of a big statement one. Um, so I'm going to go with Weatherfield. I think they're going to go to 8-1, and I think, you know, obviously we're going to see them in the postseason. All right, going to the ECC, we got 4-4 four and four Fitch going to East Lime to play the 4-4 four and four Vikings, I believe, that East line is an interesting season um, for Fitch. I think a lot of us thought they would be a little bit better than four and four. Um, up yeah, in it was the, shocking last week. They lost to uh, they lost to Woodstock Academy. Yeah, and and Woodstock's a very good program, but I was I'm just a little shocked that they're four and four. Um, and obviously, East Lime is also four and four. Um, nice Division One ECC matchup, um, but this is uh, East Lawn lost their first three of the year to Hand, Wyndham, and Law, then beat Woodstock, beat Griswold in overtime, beat Bacon, beat New London by one, and then lost to Norwich Free Academy. So that's kind of a head scratcher. Good to see NFA. I think that's two wins in a row or two wins in the last week uh, in the last three weeks. And then on the other side. Fitch started out three and one, and here they sit at four and four on a two-game losing streak. They lost to Killingly, and they lost to Woodstock, uh, and they lost to Xavier earlier this year, uh, and Berlin. So uh, Berlin, not Berlin. Um, so I'm like, this is kind of an interesting game. I'm gonna go first on this one. I'm going with Fitch. I still, I still like the Falcons. I still, you know, think that they're a good team. Um, I think they kind of ran into a little bit of a buzzsaw there with Killingly and then obviously Woodstock. But East Lime is just so hit or miss for me that uh, I don't feel confident selecting them. I have a hard time seeing Fitch losing back-to-back games like this. I know they've had it a little tough. Like Killingly, back-to-back-to-back, to back to back, I should say. Like Killingly's tough. Woodstock Academy, that's a little bit disappointing. Xavier, listen... That Xavier's so far, even Xavier on a down year is better than that most 90% of the ECC. Uh, maybe, you know, unless NFA's good, if NFA's not good, then maybe Xavier's better than all of them. Uh, who knows? But uh, but Berlin, you can't give them that. You know, that, that, was, that was actually a tough game. I haven't really been keeping up on Fitch. I feel like they're like, missing somebody. You know, right, I, I, I don't know. I mean, East Lime, you know, actually is in the running for, what is that, flat M playoff spot? Uh, which is just wild to me, and Hand is not, and Hand beat him 45 nothing uh, early in the year. I'm just gonna go with Fitch. Uh, you know, I just more of established here. I know Mike Demore was pumping up East Lime in the quarterback a bit to me when I saw him a couple weeks ago, and then, then they promptly lost to NFA 31-6, and NFA was, was not doing well. So, uh, uh, so anyway, I'm, I'm gonna go with Fitch. It's gonna be a toss-up game, um, you know, if you want. But I'll, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna cast my luck to the. Uh, yeah, I, I yeah, I, I kind of have, have the same mindset as you. So we are going to move to the NVL, and we have a potential Class S quarterfinal matchup a couple of weeks early. But we got eight no Ansonia going to Seymour to play the six and two Wildcats roar. Um, Ansonia's Ansonia. They're eight no. They're, they've you know had a really good year. Um, that close win against Holy Cross has really been the only time that they've kind of, you know, yeah, the Gilbert game, you know, Antonio was able to pull away uh, and Seymour 
at six and two, they have losses to Naugatuck and Holy Cross. Seymour played Holy Cross really well. Uh, you know, we know Ansonia, right? Comiskey, Cassetti, um, Ingram, they got dudes. And, you know, you look at Seymour and Caden Jurassic is, seems like every week he's rewriting the school record book at Seymour. Six touchdowns in the opener, seven touchdowns a couple of weeks later. Uh, Seymour played Ansonia twice last year. Uh, once in the regular season at Jarvis, and then a second time at Jarvis uh, in the playoffs. Dressick played better in the second game. Um, but Sean, I'll let you go first on this one. You picked Seymour uh, to beat Anson yeah, last I year in the regular last season. Year. Fool me once, fool me twice. Forget it. I I am going with Ansonia on this. Uh, Ansonia hasn't lost to Seymour since 2004, I want to say. Yeah. And that was like the last time that Ansonia didn't make the playoffs. And so he's making the playoffs this year. Seymour has never been able to figure out how to beat these guys. You know, we hype it up, hype it up. It's a great Valley rivalry. But some eventually, just like the Naugatuck and Sonia Thanksgiving Day game, eventually it's not a rivalry unless the other team starts winning a little bit. You know, Naugatuck was finally breaking the spell last year. But if it goes back to Ansonia winning 10 straight, you know, is that really a real rivalry? Um, you know, in this case, it's <laughs> – you know, I mean, so he does this a lot, guys. But I'm going for Charles. That's a no-brainer for me. Dresic, you know, until you know, Dresic's going to have to throw for eight touchdowns here, and I don't see that. So, Oh, he's done six. He's done seven. So, Yeah, well, get not against this one. <laughs> you know, does course. he put it against Naugatuck? No. Or Holy Cross? You know, they played that, well those, against Holy Cross. Uh, they did, but, you know, like, you know, you can only do, you know, you can only, how many touchdowns can you throw, you know? Yeah. Anyway. Well, Michael Collins threw nine once. All right, let's go. <laughs> All right, well, these two teams might meet again because they're both pretty much locked up in a Class S playoff spot anyway. Yeah, um, which is... Well, you, if you care about that, listen to me, Grinder. <laughs> All right, we're going to go to the Pequot. We got Rockville 5-2. and two. The Rams went to the Class M finals last year. They're playing Cromwell Portland 8-0. Cromwell Portland, the defending Class S champs. Uh, after a one-point win over Valley Old Lime, where you were at, Sean, oh, they yeah, went and they just 55 nothing dismantled Cog and Shog. Rockville, two losses this year. I was at the SMSA game. They lost 7-6, and then they lost to Granby 44-20, but have won two straight since. This Rockville program's still good. They're not the team they were last year. Uh, Cromwell Portland is legit. Um, so I'm going to go out on a limb here and I'm going to go with Cromwell Portland, you know, until someone knocks them off, there is no reason to not pick Cromwell Portland in a Pequot game. Uh, Cole Brisson is just unbelievable. And, you know, if you listen to the meat grinder, you had, we had Randall Bennett on earlier talking about him and a lot of the other players. And, uh, maybe this is the week we see Alex Herback. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah. But, uh. Probably not, but uh, I'm going to go with the Panthers. Sean? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going with Cromwell Portland. Giving me no reason to see that they were going to lose it now. Uh, Rockville, you know, I had a little trouble with Capital Prep last week. And I saw Capital Prep, and they're, they're a decent team. Um, you know, but uh, but I mean, Cromwell Portland. Cromwell Portland beat uh, Capital Prep 35 nothing. That was week two, but... So, listen, uh, I think Valley was really the only one I thought that could probably give Cap, uh, give Carmel Portland a run. And they did. Only they lost. And, you know, some tough games for Rockville the rest of the way. But uh, this one is going to be the one they're probably not going to get. No. 
All right, the big one of the week. We have the SEC. We got 8-0 Hamden going to Ken Strong to play the 8-0 Blue Devil Westies. Um, this game, I believe, was 13-6 a year ago. Yeah. Uh, Hamden won, uh, and that loss is the reason why West Haven didn't make the playoffs at 8-2 last Correct. year. Um, now they're both 8-0, both in the top 10. We had Tom Dyer on the meat grinder, if you would like to listen to that. Uh, we're going to have stories. We probably already have stories up on the website uh, about this game. This is a great matchup. Uh, this is obviously SEC Tier 2, but these are two of the better teams in the state and uh, two teams that are going to the playoffs. Uh, Hamden on one side, really strong running attack. They rushed for, according to their max prep team, max prep stats, as a team they've rushed for 2,600 yards and 37 touchdowns. Um. Kemp, Mills, Davender, even J.J. Gibson, the quarterback, are all contributing in the run game. J.J. Gibson also got 10 passing touchdowns. Looks pretty good. Then on the other side, you got West Haven. Sophomore Nick Conlon has really taken a step forward this year. He's got 16 touchdowns, only three picks. They're running the ball really well with Robinson, Massey. Um, and then on defense, I mean, they are ball hawks. Evans, uh, let me pull up his first name, Avian. Avian. Avian Evans, Evans, he's got he's got six picks this year. Uh, he's really ball hawking. Um, this is just a great matchup, Sean. Uh, you're going to be going on Friday, so I think yeah, I'll let you uh, I can't preview. Wait. I'm excited. I'm excited for this one. Uh, these are two evenly matched teams. They got speed. They got size. Uh, the quarterbacks are new. Are basically new. I mean, the, the Conley, they both played last year, coming back and up, really kind of upping their game a bit. Uh, you know, running back. I think Hamden might have the edge overall, and just running back. The running backs don't play each other. You know, it's basically against the they're against the defense. The whole yeah. defense is have been good. I think West Haven's defense probably been a little bit better than Hamden's this year. Hamden's been able to outscore teams uh, when they play tough games. I mean, maybe that's you know oversimplifying it a bit. Uh, I mean, I've only I've seen both. I've seen them both. I just get the feeling like West Haven's defense was just a little stingier. Um, and you know if they can stop the run and get uh, get Gibson thrown a bit, you know maybe you're gonna see two pickoffs or you know some things going that way, just like they did with Shelton. I'm going with the Westies here in their home field, Ken Strong Stadium. Uh, it's I don't know what the story is with the weather here. Uh, if they push the game, because there are rumors that people are pushing games up, right? So you know that was used to be a thing that West Haven would do all the time. And uh, knowing, you know, considering that this is just an extension of that regime, the Eddie McCarthy regime, that would he would postpone games at the drop of a hat if there was rain because he wanted an advantage, you know. So uh, whether they go to thir- Thursday night or Friday or Saturday, uh, whatever. But uh, still, it's November, Ken Strong Stadium, you know, bound to be some wind probably now, a little cold. Uh, I'm going to go with the Westies, you know, especially since they're going to pay him back the last year. If this was like the college game day show on ESPN, I would I would grab the Hamden Dragon helmet, put it on, and then take it off, and then pick West Haven. I'm going with the Westies. I'm going with the Blue Devils. I, I haven't seen neither of these teams, so this is not a great, uh, you know, this isn't a knowledgeable pick. I am picking blind. I've picked against West Haven enough this year, and I've gotten bitten enough by picking against them. Uh, so I'm going to go with yeah, West you Haven. You think the D2 teams this year stink, but they, it's not their schedule this year. Last year was their schedule. Uh, well, they they also they also had a couple of 
easy weeks, which Shelton. No, they've certainly have. had easy weeks, but everybody's like, you know, they're all yelling at me, like nobody believes in us. I'm like, I believe in you. Yeah, I, I mean, they're Hamden's I, like nobody's. Like, what do you think I'm at your game for? Yeah, I voted. Uh, I vote Hamden, uh, West Haven in my top five, and yeah, Hamden finally, in my top ten. Please. So no, I've had West Haven in my top five yeah, the last couple it took of weeks. You a while. Ah, they needed to beat someone well, other than. Tier, tier two. Oh. It's not ideal, but here they are. I they mean, played North Haven, the West Haven, their first game. And then we, what did we, what did we say on this show? Oh, North Haven, uh, Notre Dame's not as good as we thought they were. <laughs> Correct. And I could say the next week when Notre Dame beat North Haven. Yeah. I was like, yeah, you know what? Uh, maybe, uh, maybe they are good. Maybe West Haven's the team we should be looking at. That was exactly my thought. All right. Well, yeah. we're both going with the Westies. All right. Uh, we're going to go down to the SWC. We got. Weston three and two, kind of rallying after the zero and two. They were one and five to start the season. Uh, I'm sorry, they were one and four to start the season. Now they're three and five. They're playing well. And Notre Dame, you know, I had high hopes for this Notre Dame team to start the season. Uh, they went to the playoffs a year ago. Had a lot of returners back from that playoff team. Kind of stumbled. Uh, they're four and four, two straight losses. Benell, New Fairfield. Yeah. You know, I saw them against Massick. Uh, you know, look, I mean, they've lost to Massick playoff team, Barlow playoff team, Benell, good team, New Fairfield playoff team. So not really great for them. Um, but they got Weston. Weston's playing really well. You know, you know, Dan, 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 Dan Haskett is a friend of the program. Um, you know, Sean, I, I went, oh no, I went for, I went second the last time. I'll go first here. Um, I'm sticking with it. I think the Lancers are good. I think they've just played some pretty good opponents in the SWC this year. So I'm going to go with Notre Dame. I, I just, I like where they're at. And uh, I still think that, I mean, I got to really look at the points here, but um, I believe we talked about it yesterday that they still have an outside chance to uh, to to join the dance, but I could be wrong. Where are they? Yes, I don't think so. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Maybe in, it, maybe well, it boils down to one of the last couple of and I, It's going to be a hard call. They need to start winning. Yeah, now they actually need to start winning last week. But, <laughs> you know, in lieu of that, they need to start winning now. Uh, I'm going to go with the Lancers too. Uh, like you said, their schedule has been pretty rough. Although Weston's had a similar schedule. Weston's lost to Vanell. Weston's lost to New Fairfield. Actually, he played better against New Fairfield uh, by the final score, 26-20, than Notre Dame. Um, you know, New Fairfield is there, 49-20. But, uh, you know, also, uh, Weston played uh, Massick, 45-13. So, listen, it, they're just not in the upper echelon of the SWC these days. Um, they may be in the middle, maybe in the bottom of the middle, but trying to avoid trying to move up the ladder a little bit, maybe a solid fifth place or whatever. But uh, I'm going to go with the Lancers as well. Um I, you know, I think Weston just stepped below. All right. We agree there. All right. This one, I like this one. CCC's got some good games this week. We got six and two, the Platte Panthers going to Bloomfield to play the six and two Warhawks. All right. Bloomfield lost. They, you know, were leading late against Killingly in the second half, lost 28 to 22 and then lost next week on a game winning field goal by Josh Grimm from Berlin flat lost to Berlin by 10 in the opener 
and then lost to Notre Dame 49-0. Since that loss, Platt has beaten Plainville 42-7, Avon 39-0, Rocky Hill 42-7, Farmington 42-7, Ram 50-0. Platt, we've talked about it on this show. It took a while to get healthy. I believe they were missing um, either one of the one of the Robinson brothers um, wasn't healthy, but they're healthy now, and they are rolling. Um, I'm I'm all aboard this plat train. I want the Stoddard Bowl to have meaning on Thanksgiving, but Sean, I picked first last time, so I'm going to let you pick first this time. Wow, you you, you started to, to I did I did start, to pick but. Platt. And then, and then I gotta think about pull, it. I gotta think we about it. We're starting to pull back again. Oh, I'm gonna go. Maybe I'm gonna go with Bloomfield. Ah, you know what, Sean? You pick. You pick. <laughs> uh, I've seen Bloomfield. I finally got to see him. I saw him against Ram. You know, I knew Ram was playing very well. So uh, you know, it's a Saturday morning game or early afternoon game. And uh, let me tell you, I like Bloomfield a lot. Uh, they certainly can run, but they they can throw, man. Uh, you know, with with Darren Foster, the junior, and he's got he's got some. Uh, you know, between Simpson and Kerr, one of the they have two Kerrs, but I think it's Davy Ian Kerr, right? Is that, is that right? Or maybe it's actually it's all it's so hard to here it is. It's uh yeah, they're both listen, they're both over 400 yards receiving, but Davy Ian Kerr Ian uh, is the one with uh, just a few more touchdowns and a few more uh, uh, yards in there. But uh, yeah, those guys are weapons. Uh, obviously, Simpson is a weapon. Uh, was that Henry Simpson? Howard Simpson, excuse me. Howard Simpson. Howard Simpson is a weapon. He's made some ridiculous catches. Um, you know, if you're going to stop Bloomfield, you're going to stop him. Uh, you're going to have to figure out a way to stop that pass game. Um, otherwise, they'll pop a run in there too. They can run the ball a little bit. They got to kind of. They got a bruiser there. Um, in who is that? Uh, sophomore Edwin Rodriguez, big kid, number 44. He's a sophomore. My goodness. Um, but uh, two, two, five, seven, two, eight. He's a dump truck. Um, you know, I don't know a whole lot about Platt, and I know Jay, if I pick against Platt here, Jay's going to let me hear about it if they win. But you know what? Phil Rubin Stadium, Bloomfield needs this, uh, needs this game to kind of stay in the hunt a little bit. Well, they're probably going to the playoffs. Anyway, uh, Platt definitely needs this. On the road, I'm going to go with the Warhawks. All right. I uh, Just quickly, I, I look back. This They haven't played since 2015. Yeah. Uh, of the last 10 matchups, Platt leads the series 6-4. Platt was also a much bigger school then i think they might have even been in l school at the time because uh, remember they were in l school in 2018 but um i'm going with platt yeah there i'm is. going with there the panthers is. i i i want that i want to be at this i want to be at falcon on thanksgiving morning for oh, that game i want to be at falcon thanksgiving morning i want that game to to mean something i mean look the panthers are playing really 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 well um not uh, no game has been close uh, other than the Berlin game at the beginning of the year Bristol Eastern you know they weren't healthy they're finally healthy and they've been blowing out opponents they've only allowed 21 points since September 30th um and Brian Frederick's offense is putting up over 40 a game so I'm going they, with they the Panthers up, they beat up Ram too yeah 50 nothing so I'm going with the Panthers uh, Thanksgiving is going to be real fun. All right. We got three games left. We'll motor through them. We're going back to the NVL. We got Naugatuck, 7-1. and one. Uh, Only lost to Holy Cross. They're going to play Woodland. Uh, I believe the game is for the Pinot Trophy. Is that correct, Sean? 
Um, Woodland 7-1 coming off a win against Holy Cross, where everyone on this board picked Holy Cross except for the 8th ball. Uh, Woodland's only loss is to Ansonia. Um, Darren Gaspari had a great game for Woodland. On the other side, Naugatuck, Jed Hall's back. Uh, he Boy, had a Jed. big, big touchdown run. Um, so he's back. He's healthy. Naugatuck firing on all cylinders. They could have easily won that Holy Cross game if it wasn't for miscues on special teams, uh, mainly the kicking game. Um, you know, you said it. They both scored three touchdowns. Holy Cross was just able to execute on extra points. Naugatuck was not. Um, so since you went, I'm going to go Naugatuck on this one. I, I think we're lining up for a, a wild game at Jarvis uh, on Thanksgiving, or it's actually at Naugatuck this year. But a wild game against Ansonia on Thanksgiving. Uh, Jed Hall. I, I would put all my eggs in the Jed Hall basket at the beginning of the season. Uh, now he's back and healthy. Just let's stop hurtling over people. Um, and let's just go, you know, score, score, score touchdowns, Jet. I'm going to go with Naugatuck. Sean? Yeah, I'm going with Noggy here. I think Noggy uh, won't be surprised by Woodland. Um, they know each other. Those kids know each other. Um, you know, it's a rivalry game. Yeah, it's up at Woodland. You know, I, I, I guess this is uh, Chris Anderson going back to coach at, against Woodland at Woodland as, as opposed to last year where he coached against Woodland at his, uh, at his at, on his own field. Now he has to go up, walk up that hill in opposing colors. <laughs> so... <laughs> That'll be interesting. You know, maybe the novelty is wore off a little bit, not but not after this game where Coach Anderson has to walk up that hill, that long walk. Ever try to go to a game there and they park all the way down Back Rimmon Road, way down, and you, like, walk up? <laughs> it's, it's, a, a, it's, it's a workout. It's a, yeah, it's a it's a big workout. And, you know, and just like me, Anderson's no spring chicken. Anymore. Well, walk him up. But I'm going to go with Noggy here. You know, Jet Hall coming back. Uh, they're not going to be surprised, but it, it should be a really good game up there on the hill. Yeah, I mean, Jet Hall with Giedelbaum and Martin, who have been playing awesome. And I'm going to say this, Coach Anderson, I'm picking you guys to win. We were going back and forth on Twitter a little bit. That means Southern has to win this weekend against UNH, where you used to coach. All right, that's the trade-off. All right, two more left. We got 7-1 and one North Haven. Uh, the Nighthawks are going to Rafferty to play the 5-2 and two Jesuits, who I feel like we say it every week, we counted them out. We were like, oh, no, Fairfield Prep, they're done, this and this. No, they're 5-0 and in SEC Tier 1 games. They're 5-3 and overall, 5-0 and in SEC That's Tier wild. 1 That's, games. That's a great stat. They they lost to Beelan Prep from Florida, we mentioned. They lost to New Canaan 14-7. we kind of seen New Canaan. Uh, kind of get exposed a little bit. Uh, great defense, but the offense really isn't there. So maybe if they played again, it might be a little different. They did lose to Hamden. You were at that game, really catapulted Hamden from, oh, they're just a good SEC Tier 2 team. No, Hamden's legit. Uh, then they've gone on. They beat Cheshire. They beat Hand. They beat Shelton. And they beat Notre Dame West Haven, who beat North Haven, who they're playing this week. North Haven's only loss of the season. This game will be at Rafferty. Uh, the North Haven on the other side, seven and one. Only loss is to Notre Dame West Haven, like we said. Um, this this one's going to be a great one. I think I'm going to this game on Friday. Very excited for it. Uh, pretzels at Rafferty are are like a, a seven or higher. Uh, really proud of that uh, for the pretzels at Rafferty. Um, Sean, I'll let you go first on this one. Uh, North Haven or Prep? I think I've made this joke on the guide. 
but, you know, Fairfield Preps DST might be a first-round is a first-round draft pick for some uh, high school football fantasy owner. My goodness. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they score every which way, you know, on defense. Block kicks. They block field goals for touchdowns. They've returned punts for touchdowns. They've, you know, kickoffs and all that stuff. And uh, th- they're just a well-coached special teams uh, team. And the, off the defense, after giving up 42 points, a little bit of fault goes to the offense for giving so many turnovers and, and just kind of sputtering in that game. Although they didn't score 27 points. On thank, on thank you, Fairfield Prep um, special teams, two onside kick recovery, back-to-back. I mean, like that's the type of special teams that they're playing. Whoever their special teams coach is, man, uh, you know, he's a he's a wonder. He's a wonder kind or something. <laughs> it, it's amazing. Their special teams is great. Uh, they've won them a lot of games. Um, you know, North Haven's methodical. You know, they like to score, and then they play defense the rest of the way, or they at least play keep away the rest of the way. Uh, I think they've met their match here in Fairfield Prep. I'll be completely honest with you. I think North Haven, it's going to be a slugfest. It's going to be 14-7 to 7 or something crazy like that. But I think Fairfield Prep might just have all the other intangibles to make North Haven pay in this one. Uh, it's at their own place, at Rafferty, so that's a little bit of an advantage. Um, if you know, if it was up at North Haven, maybe otherwise. But, but I think Fairfield Prep uh, is just the, the defense, ever since they gave up 42 to Hamden, 10 points they allowed to Cheshire. 19 to hand in a game that was, you know, they were they were in command there. Shelton held them to 15, and then last week, Notre Dame held them to 7. Now, that's, you know, North, North Haven also goes, oh, yeah, us too. Us too. But, you know, I just think Perfect Prep might have a, a little bit more, a little bit more to overcome uh, North Haven here. I'm going with Chester. Yeah, I'm going with Prep as well. Um, I think they're they're playing like one of the best teams in the state right right now. There might not be a hotter team in the state overall compared to the schedule that they have to play. Um, defense is great. Seems like the offense is starting to click. Wally Wyshewski, um is running the ball really well. Like you said, they get opportune turnovers and turn them into points, which is huge. Um, it's going to be interesting because if Prep wins, they'll go to five and zero in Tier One. And then West Haven, they'll get the night before Thanksgiving, who I believe is what? They beat Shelton uh, in Tier 1 in Notre Dame. So, like, that might be the Tier 1 championship um, for that Fairfield prep. That might be, like, the de facto SEC championship game on on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving if prep can win. But I'm going with the Jesuits as well. Um, I just think they're playing so well right now, and you know, all those new faces that we talked about at the beginning of the year are more experienced, more experienced, more experienced. All right. All right. Now we're going to go to the last game of the week on the board. We got 7-1, the running Danny Shabins. The Barlow Falcons are 7-1. They're going to New Milford to play Darnell Bronson and the Green Wave that are five and three. A great win for New Milford last week. They went and they beat Bunnell 28 to 21. Uh, their only losses this year Cheshire, Massick by eight, and Newtown. Not a bad, not that you want losses, but not a bad couple of losses. And then you no, get Barlow no. on the other side. Barlow lost to 10 to Newtown. 
Um, very good w, uh, SWCE. Uh, SWC game. I don't think Milford really has. I think they got a hope and a prayer and a really long prayer to even get to the playoffs, but I don't think it's possible. And you look at Barlow here. They were my preseason class double S championship pick. Let's just make sure you go find that clip when uh, they win it all and I look like a genius. You and Matt McKinnon. Yes. And I, but I called it before Matt played it. I called it preseason. So I get a little bit more credit than Coach McKinnon. Uh, but I'm going to go with Barlow. I'm going with the Falcons. I just, I just think they are so good. Um, and your only loss is to a really good Newtown team that I don't think we talk about enough. Sean? Who do you got? Jabin? Yeah. yeah. Listen. Uh, I've been all in with the uh, the Shaven family in all my all my years there, beginning with Jack back then. And I was on that bandwagon. And, you know, I know Henry didn't have a, as good a, as a career because of some injuries. But, you know, now Danny's just really just taking up the family mantle and really just running with it. And I can't wait to see them in the playoffs. Uh, I'm going with the Falcons. I mean, listen, I think Sean Murray's done an amazing job at – Milford, I'm waiting for them. To, they need to win that big game. I mean, they did it last week with Benel, but now you know you can do it. You can't fall off, so they need to be at least competitive here. If they get the doors blown off, that's big trouble going into the new Fairfield game. Uh, you know, they need to finish on a high note here. You got the now you got the momentum with Benel. You got that big win. We were looking, for. but now you got now with even a slight playoff chance. They, it's slight. But, uh, you, you know, you got to – the programs, gotta, if they want to take that next step, I know Sean knows this. I know they're anxious. Uh, look for them in the future, certainly. But uh, I'm going to go with Barlow for now. It's there. All right. I agree. All right. So, hopefully, we got uh, – hopefully, we'll do better than we did last week. Um, I'll be honest. That was not fun coming back Friday night and starting to do it and being like, oh, one loss, two loss, six. Holy crap. And then we were waiting on uh, the Coventry – uh osw game all night on saturday oh, yeah. being like did the eight ball actually win outright and then i looked back and i was like oh the eight ball tied to win in week nine and then um one in week 10 uh all hail the eight ball i know st joe's loves them uh loves the eight ball all right for uh for sean patrick Bowley, i'm pete Pugaga. we'll see you guys next week <laughs>